All right. Uh, we uh, concluded on Davavam and Aleph. We were talking about the different opinions about whether or not, or what, what was the type of Ola that was brought at Harsinai. So uh, let's just go back a little bit. Abaye says, Amar Abaye, it's about like eight lines up. Amar Abaye, Beit Shammai, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shmael, Kulu Svirlu, Ola, Shegriv Yisrael, Bamidbar, Ola, Tri Yahavai. So they think that the Ola in the Midbar, when we say the Midbar, we mean at Harsinai, was the Ola Tri'iyah. Okay, the Ola Tri'iyah that you bring in the different Chagim. And Beit Hillel, Rabbi Kiv, Rabbi Yisrael, they think, this Virlu Ola, Shegriv Yisrael, Bamidbar, Ola, Tamid Havai. Okay, so that was Ola Tamid. Okay, and that was relevant last time. Okay. So now we're trying to go through the different opinions and show how we know that that's the case. So Beichamay, we said Hada Amran. Beichamay already showed that. Now we understand it again. They say that there was the Ulat Riyah. Okay, Rabbi Shmael, how do we know he thinks it was the Ulat Riyah? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's earlier, yeah. Based on Beichamay's opinion. Okay. Rabbi Shmael, Ditanya, Rabbi Shmael, Omer. Rabbi Shmael says as follows in the Brighton. Klalot ne'emru b'sinai. The word klalot is with a kaf, not with a kuf. Okay, so it doesn't mean curses. It means generalities were stated at Harsinai. Turn the page. Upratot ba'olam mo'ed. And specifics were were told over to Moshe at the olam mo'ed. Meaning, at the Harsinai experience, they had a very general sort of like mitzvah experience. They got some very general ideas about mitzvah. But then Hashem would communicate every so often through the olam mo'ed to Moshe Rabbein. Okay. That's Rabbi Shmuel says. Rabbi Kiva Omer, no. Klalot upratot namru b'sinai. No, both generalities and specifics were stated at Harsinai. V'nishnu b'omod, and they were repeated in the Omod. V'nishtalshu b'arbo Moab, and they were uh, repeated again a third time in Arbo Moab before the people entered Eretz Kanah. Now, if that's the case, if you would think that the Ola of Bnei Israel offered in the Midbar was the Olat Tamid, now according to Rabbi Shmael, okay, who said that all the, the generalities were at Harsinai and only the specifics were stated at, at the, in the Al Moed, so is it possible then to suggest that if it was an Olat Tamid that was brought consistently the rest of the the rest of the time in the midbar, and yet the uh, the hefshet and the tuach, the idea of skinning the animal and cutting it up into parts, that was a detail that's mentioned only in the Olam Okay, so again, is it possible to suggest that it be something that originally wouldn't have required hefshet and the tuach because it wasn't mentioned at Har Sinai, and then later it would require hefshet and the tuach? That's 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 not a possible uh, suggestion. Meaning it would be. If you put in more generalities than that, even though we're talking about specifics, the idea would be like, how could you have a, a, a korban or a halacha that the specifics would change from the time at Har Sinai to the time later on when we actually got the details? And therefore, Rabbi Shmuel must hold that the ola that was brought at the time of Har Sinai was not the ola tamid, because if it was the ola tamid, you'd see that the details would have changed over time. We can't have that possible, and therefore it had to be the ola riya. So by, by, by elimination, it had to be the ola riya. Okay, so that's his idea. Rabbi Lazar, how do we know Rabbi Lazar holds? <coughs> also, that was the Olat Riyah. Was that? Yeah, it's a rhetorical question, yeah. It's a rhetorical question that sort of like proves the point. Okay? Rabbi Lazar also holds this uh, Olat Riyah at Harsinai. The Tanya Olat Tamid Hausiyah Baharsinai. The Pazik says, this is sort of a famous Pazik for us, we read it on Rashodesh, which is tomorrow. All right, Olat Tamid that was performed at Harsinai. Oh, so that sounds pretty much like the Olat Tamid was made at Harsinai. That's what are you talking about? So Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar interprets it differently. He says, no. 
Maasehan ne'emru b'sinai, like its actions was stated at her Sinai. V'hi atzma lo kreva, but he, but she itself or it itself wasn't offered, wasn't offered. Okay, Rashi says here, "Mehi atzma lo kreva, b'ha'olah she kreva ha'bcharot olat riyahava." So he just fills in the details, which we're supposed to understand, anyways. But the olah that they offered was uh, the olat riyah. In that same bright, the Rabbi Kiva Omer kreva v'shuv lo paskas. Says no, it was offered at Har Sinai, and it never stopped, it never ceased, it never ceased. Okay, so that's a machlok in that bright up, but we see we're looking for Rabbi Lazar. You see, this is Rabbi Lazar, the source that Rabbi Lazar says that the Olah at Harsina was not the Olat Tamid, it was the Olat uh, Re'iyah. The Gemara, uh, the bright then continues there. Elamani Mekayim Hazvachim Umincha Higashtim Niba Midbar Baim Shana Baim Shana Beit Yisrael. But the Pazik says in Amos, it's a, again, it's a, it's a question that God's asking. What did you offer me, Zvachim Umincha? Did you bring to me in the Midbar for 40 years, the, the, the house of Israel? Then the implication is that you did not offer me these Korbanot. Rashi says, Lashon Tema. It's a, it's a language of astonishment, wonderment. It sounds like they, when they were all, like they were all involved in the, uh, in the Chayta Egel, so they weren't offering any Ola, any, uh, any Ola Tamil. That's what it sounds like. So the answer there, no. No, the, the shaved up lady who wasn't worshipping about the Zara at the Ego, they're the ones who offered it. So meaning, so this opinion of Rabbi Akiva that, uh, wait, Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi, yeah, right, Rabbi Akiva, yeah. The opinion of Rabbi Akiva that they were offering a lot to me at Har Sinai, that's not a contradiction about Zikon Amos, almost because it may be that the Jewish people in general didn't offer it, but it is true that the shaved up lady they did it, and uh, Rashi says he Mishalahem. They brought up of their own, uh, their own funds, like they contributed. You guys, ladies, they contributed of their own funds to the uh, Tamid. Great. So those are the three opinions that we said that what was offered at Har Sinai was the Olat Riyah. Olat Riyah. Okay. Now Beit Hillel. We're going to switch gears now. Beit Hillel was one of the three opinions that said that we offered a, they off, they did offer the Olat Tamid at Har Sinai. So Beit Hillel had Damra. And again, the previous time we discussed that. That's Beit Hillel. That's what they said. Rabbi Akiva Hanami Damra. Rabbi Akiva. We just said it right now. And we see Rabbi Akiva holds that they offer the Olat Tamid. Rabbi Yosi Aglili. That's the third opinion. They tell you they have the following Brayta or Tosefta really. Rabbi Yosi Aglili Omer Shalosh Mitzvot Nisavu Yisrael Balotam LaRegel. There were three Mitzvot that Bnei Yisrael were commanded when they went up or to, to be performed when they went up to uh, to the Regal to do Ali Ala Regal. Riyah BeChagiga BeSimcha. Okay, there's the Olat Riyah. There's the Chagiga, right? The Shalmei Chagiga, the peace offering and the Chagiga. BeSimcha, the Shalmei Simcha, another peace offering. Now, the point is as follows. So each of the three, the Re'iyah, the Chagigah, and the Simcha, they each have an element that does not exist for the other two Korbanot. Okay, so we're going to find the clue to our... Again, don't forget, we're talking about Rabbi Yosei and he wants to say that the Harsina was a lot Tamir. Okay? So we're going to say... So that's going to be the thing. We're looking for that one. Here we go. What the, there is an element of the Korban Olat Re'iyah that doesn't exist for the other two. The Riyah is completely offered to Shabbat. No one gets to eat any part of the of, of the of the Olat Riyah. So it's the only Olat as opposed to the other two which are Shlamim. Okay? Which is not the case with the other two. Okay, that's number one. Yesh bechagigam mashem b'shtehem. 
and the Chagiga, there's also an element that doesn't exist between the two. She Chagiga Yeshna Lifnei Hadibur, Masha Embishlehem. The Chagiga existed before the Dibur, meaning before the commands that they had, that, uh, that, that was, so the Chagiga was still offered, as opposed to the other two. Look at Rashi here, it's right next to this. She Chagiga Yeshna Lifnei Hadibur, Otan Shlamim Sheikrivo HaBacharot, those Shlamim that Bacharot offered at Harsinai, Abba Bishalom Beregali Kribum, even though they weren't offering specifically out of one of the three regalim, Chagiga Nikrui, they were still called the Chagiga, Shebahen Nitkayim Biachogu Libamibar, because we fulfilled the idea that Moshe talks about, right? Abiachogu Libamibar, there was a celebrate or rejoice with me in the Midbar. Shnemar Lahabi Misraim. Okay? And that's not true for the other two, for the Olah, or for the, um, or for the Shalmi Simcha. Okay? Now, if that's the case, if that's the case, what we're saying here, we'll do the third one in a second, that means that the Olat Re'iyah, we're saying, did not exist before the Dibur, before the actual commands of the details in the Al-Mawid. So you see that he holds by default that the Olat, that, the Olat that was brought at the Harsina wasn't the Olat Re'iyah, so it must have been the Olat Tamid. Okay, but to finish up the thing, Yesh b'simcha mash'ein b'shtehen, sh'asimcha do'heget ba'anashim u'benashim mash'ein b'shtehen. Okay, so the simcha is for both men and women, as opposed to uh, the other two, which only are for men. Okay, so now we have basically shown the source for all three opinions uh, on both sides, of the, on both sides of the issue. The Gemara asks, well, hold on a second. Rabbi Ishmael, going back to Rabbi Ishmael's again, Rabbi Ishmael felt that the Olah at Harsina was the Olat Riyah. And remember the reason why? Because if it was, if it was the Olat Tamid, you couldn't have the distinction between the, the Korban before and the Korban after. They're, they're right, they have shaded the two. And the Gemara will explain, will remind us about that. Rabbi Ishmael says, my time will come up like a Beit Shammai. Why did Rabbi Ishmael hold or establish himself like Beit Shammai? It's a little bit weird. If you have Beit Shammai on one side of the opinion and Beit Hale on the other, so why would Rabbi Shmuel tag along with Beit Shammai. Well, here's the reason. If you would think that would be the Tamid, would you think that there would be originally something that requires or doesn't require Hefshetituach by skinning and uh, cutting up, and in the end it would require it? And you think the details would be different? So, uh, so that was his. Uh, that was his logic. That was his logic. But he says. One second. But how Rabbi Yosi agreed to Amar Ola Shekrib Yisrael Bimar Ola Tamid Avad. But Rabbi Yosi agreed, right? Who is on the opinion that says that the Ola that was offered in the Bible was Ola Tamid? Meikara lo bai have shaved it off. He, in fact, says that that rhetorical question that Rabbi Shmuel was asking was, in fact, a reality. Yes, he says. The Ola and the Midbar didn't require, originally did not require Hafshididuf, and it did require. How do we know that? The Tanya, we learned in the Brighton, Rabbi Yotzeg Lugomer, Ashi, Kribi Yisrael, it's always nice when it's not uh, subtle. Ola, Ashi, Kribi Yisrael, but with Tuna, Hafshididuf, if you should end Hafshididuf, Elamai, 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 so again, so the whole logic of Rabbi Ishmael that he said that like, Misvara shouldn't work, Rabbi Yosef thinks that's completely wrong. So the Gemara is interesting. The Gemara says, Sami Mikan Rabbi Ishmael. Okay, you're right. Like erase Rabbi Ishmael from the list. Like take Rabbi Ishmael off the list. Maybe he doesn't actually hold that idea. Okay? Um, yeah. Okay. Now, by Rabbi Kista. Rabbi Kista goes on and asks the following question. The following pasuk, how should it be written? Now it says in the pasuk, by Yisrael, he sent the young man or the whatever of Yisrael by Yalu Olot, and they offered uh, Olot, Kvasim, 
sheep. And they offered uh, other offerings as peace offerings to Hashem, parim, as bulls. So is it that the first, uh, is it that the olot were kvasim and the zvachim were parim? Or perhaps, idi idi parim havu. Or maybe they were both, uh, maybe they were parim in both. Okay? One second, I just want to, uh, i one quick thing. Um, uh, both the shlam, those the olot and the and the shlamim, both the olot and the shlamim. <laughs> oh, sorry, because the word kfasim is on the puzzle. It says vayshlach and arib bnei yisrael vayadu olot vayizbuchus vachim shlamim laHashem parim. The question is, should we understand that the word vayalu olot is meant to be separate from the zvachim, and therefore the olot would be kfasim? Because typically, typically olot are kfasim. We know that. Typically, olot are kfasim. Okay, but so maybe that should be the reality there that the olot were kfasim, and then the zvachim shlamim were parim. Or maybe say no, they never had the word kfasim in their house. So they had olot and shlamim, and they were all parim. So Gemara says, "Am I nafkimina? Like, what's the bad deal with them? Who cares?" So Mazuzu Amar lepisuk tamim. Rabbi Zuzu says it has to do with pisuk tamim. How do you start to like punctuate the pasuk? Rashi says sukei tamim beniginut, right? With uh, like the with like the uh, cancellation, right? Like the trap. Im tamar minim. If you say it's two separate species, different types of animals being offered as the olot and then the shlamim, tarecha talif sokatam shabayalu olot that nachta. It shows that bayalu olot and nachta, and then. Uh, you would move on. Close on the Korimoto, like as we do it, that's how we do it, after we did Nafta. Oba is a cave katon, or is a cave katon, which is like a mini break, a mini pause. Um, Tam Shemav Sikha Dibor, Mimashal Acharav. But if it's one species, Tarikha Talikoto, Be'achad Bishar Tamim. You have to use one of the other Tamim. Sheimav Sikha Dibor, Pashta, or Revia, something else that would like make the process sort of flow along. So you see that you're very aware of how the uh, trap works in terms of our understanding of the Sukim. So that's Marzuja's explanation of how to do different to Rav Acha, Bredo Reva Amar, Le'omer, Harei Alai Ola, Ke'ola, Shekribi, Yisrael, Bamibar, Mai. So Rav Acha, Bredo Reva, pulls out like the, uh, the like the the trump card of any uh, linguistic question and says, well, the nafkamina will be for nidarim. If I make a nether, I, I, I'll, I'll accept upon myself an olah, just like the one that Bnei Yisrael offered in the Mibar, well, what type of animal do you have to offer? Kvasim or parim? Well, that's, that's this question is the one that hinges on that. So that says, my parim habu or kvasim habu? Is it parim or kvasim? And we say, teku, uh, we have no solution to that question. It's a good question, but we really don't uh, know the answer. We will stop there. Shkoch.